uh, we used to have one player we used to uh, who we used to contact you know when his match was there if he's checked in mm. so his mom used to pick up and be like you know he has an exam tomorrow uh, don't pick up that kid he ended up uh, winning i think close to uh, 20000 rupees after that his mom used to ensure that whenever the tournament was there like she picked up next and she said yes yes i'll go we'll call him immediately <laughs> to ensure that he would play for his tournament unbelievable Hello everyone, my name is Neil Patel and thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Indian Startup Show. The Indian esports scene is booming. So today I speak to Yash Parini, he's the co-founder of the Indian Gaming League. IGL is India's most popular competitive gaming and esports league that hosts gaming tournaments online and they are growing very fast. So in this exciting episode he talks about how he's creating an infrastructure for Indian gamers, talks about building trust within the community and how demonetization has helped the esports industry in India. He talks about how esports is now becoming a respectable career and finally talks about Steve Jobs dealing with parents and dealing with cheats so please enjoy the show thank you hello yash uh, thank you for coming on the indian startup show today thank you neil for having me please tell us what you do so currently we're heading we're aiming to build india's largest esports platform doing that through our website and app and what was your desire to do this so it started basically when uh, i got to know about how big esports is okay, in america mm-hmm. uh, about 5 years ago i'd gone and i'd realized okay this is an entire industry why does india not have anything like this you know cuz gaming is huge i was a huge gamer i still am a huge gamer i was disappointed that you know there's nothing that could lead to a career way doing something you love which is gaming and uh, i realized that it is happening across the world but not in india or it was happening but not at the scale and pace that i wanted it to happen mm-hmm. so that got me uh, looking into it when i got I came back to india i started visiting the cafes i started researching mm-hmm. meeting gamers understanding what is like the you know the problems and i realized that's what i wanted to do i wanted to try and uh, create a solution you know maybe uh, i didn't realize at that time it would be a platform where we could you know identify the India's best gamers but I knew that it was something I had to be done at that time. Uh what what were the problems th- that you found in the early days then? So there were very few tournaments that were happening and some of the tournaments they were be they would be labeled as a scam where the users would not get their money so gamers were also not really incentivized to actually go to these tournaments and put their time and effort because there was always the chance that they would not get paid their money. So there has been a lot of instances of um, you know these faulty events which were kind of dodgy or somehow it didn't work so you know uh, we wanted to try and change the perception of that you know till now parents in india were completely against their kids gaming for them it's considered a waste of time and uh, where the actual across the world it's actually not it's a lucrative career platform for everyone who really wants to be a gamer mm-hmm. cool. so we wanted to try and put india on par with that and create the infrastructure for these gamers to climb the leaderboards so to say and uh, prove their way as a gamer. Yeah, so you so you done the research. So tell me about the early days and how, how did you get it off the ground? Does I mean initially we did a lot of offline tournaments as well. Yeah. You know like we would host tournaments at uh, various places including the Four Seasons Hotel. Uh we had gotten a lot of avenues but there were a lot of issues like logistics. There were like a lot of other issues including you know we were constrained by our space like limitations. You know mm-hmm. we couldn't have a tournament for 500 people. If you wanted to have a tournament for that many people you'd have to take it over the span of 3 or 4 days. So we've had a, uh, there were a lot of uh, obstructions, there were not a lot of money into it. I think this was one of the things that really paved the way for esports was demonetization that yeah. happened here. Prior to that, you know, the whole online platform was not considered legitimate especially for esports which was anyways, you know, borderline and misunderstood people were calling it gambling which it's not. 
didn't realize it's all skill based. So that was basically a lot of these obstacles that we've had to overcome, including that perception of what gaming really is. Were you making money from day one then? Was this like a success? No, no, uh, no. It wasn't about the money. The money uh, from uh, for the gamers at that time, uh, we had to build the trust with the gamers. We had to, you know, prove ourselves by hosting a lot of number tournaments, large number, and getting the users to believe in our platform and, and build the trust with the gamers, basically. <laughs> so now it started like we're seeing, like you know, uh, users are coming on our platform and uh, purchasing. You know, credits to play uh, uh, to, and take part in our matches and tournaments. Yeah, so, so how, how are things going now then? What, when did you start and, you know, can, can you share some stats, please? We basically, I would say prior to September, we would not host anything online. Mm-hmm. We did a few beta runs of maybe how an online tournament would happen like a few years ago, but uh, it was mostly offline. In September, we decided to start our online platform and uh, discard any offline events and only focus on a digital platform because post-demonetization, that really left the way for, you know, payment gateways and online payment transactions to go through. And once we, we started in September and we've crossed um, through due to Corona, the last four months has been an extremely high number of users. We've crossed about one lakh already and now we're aiming to reach a million soon. Mm-hmm. So uh, can you tell me how many sort of gamers you get every day then or do you have like certain spikes? Yeah. So prior to COVID, we would host about uh, three to four tournaments a day. You know, uh, now we're hosting close to 10 to 12. We've also seen this, uh, a huge spike, especially in the afternoon. You know, a game like uh, the most popular games pre-corona, I would say was PUBG and Call of Duty. Now I can say uh, we've gotten more gamers from different age groups which has led the way to Ludo King becoming our most popular app. In, in terms of the yeah. business model then, um, how does it work offline as well as online? Is, is it two separate business models? So currently it's all online. Yeah, okay. We've discarded, uh, we discarded everything offline from yeah. September. It's all been online. Yeah, okay. So yeah, that's basically our model. We have, uh, we're looking at also building an online ecosphere. So a lot of brand associations can also take part and have their brands endorsed, uh, you know, throughout our website showcased. How have you gone about building the community? Definitely, uh, I mean, you have to have the infrastructure, I would say. But there are a lot of platforms today that you can build different communities in. Mm-hmm. But definitely, I would say building trust is the most important benefactor. And then providing the right community uh, content to the community so in our uh, in our sense for us the commu- uh, content is the games mm-hmm. so ensuring that you have enough games to you know uh, lure in not just one type of community but different types mm-hmm. so we have your mobile gamers you have your pc gamers and then you have your console gamers you know mm-hmm. so we we try to cater towards all of them however india being the largest uh, mobile base we ha- primarily engage in a large number of mobile tournaments first compared to uh, PC. Yeah, how, how fast are you growing then? So it's been due to Corona. I mean, due to the last couple of months, we've seen an insane amount of traction. Mm-hmm. I would say that compared to Jan and Feb, we had a 300% spike, especially in wow. viewerships and in uh, terms of new users. Mm-hmm. I think the best month was probably April. Yeah. After that, uh, May was the peak and then... Uh, June and July now so far the unlocking has occurred so we've seen a dip in our afternoon uh, tournaments you know where we had maybe 150 people playing one uh, afternoon tournament is now dipped to like 90 to 110 mm-hmm. between that range depending on the day mm-hmm. how have you like scaled then obviously it's, it's you know it's so coronavirus we've you definitely to- had to grow our team yeah. uh, we have a large number of tournament operators right now mm-hmm. so each game requires at least uh, four 
to five tournament operators plus an admin. Mm-hmm. So, and we're dealing with more than uh, eight games right now. Mm. But of like um, a, a moment that you knew that it was going to work. So there have been a few. <laughs> I would say uh, Corona was definitely one time when we saw everyone come on board and uh, we realized, you know, that it's a time to actually do good out of it as well. That's why we actually tied up and did a couple of fundraiser tournaments and we get them for COVID relief. Mm-hmm. So we tied up with the round table, uh, there in the international association mm-hmm. as well. And, uh, they've actually, uh, through us, we raised above a 70,000, 75,000 rupees. Mm-hmm. That's about a thousand dollars. So that was a, that was one tournament. So we hosted a few in total, which has actually helped, uh, overall, uh, you know, uh, towards that as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a competitive market uh, in terms of loyalty. Yeah. How, what's stopping me from joining other other platforms, as it were? I would say our games. We would, uh, you know, we're not just focusing on one game. A lot of platforms focus on just one or two games. Mm-hmm. We want to be diverse and we want to focus and build, ensure that we are in multiple games. How do you go about choosing the games then? Uh, are, they, are these like basically the most popular games in India then? Or? So we actually, uh, we, there have been a lot of instances where we try to aim to launch three games a month. Yeah. Out of the three, we see how the response is, how many people like to sign up, we'll promote it. And uh, based on that, how it uh, performs in the next month, we'll either double the number of tournaments that we had laid out or we'll reduce it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, let, let, let's talk about you then, because uh, obviously, um, you know, you're not from India, you're from Greece. How, how, how did you end up in India or the, the mean streets of India? <laughs> I mean, I am Indian uh, originally, okay. but I grew up in Greece, basically. Okay. I was in Athens till I was 14. And uh, after that, I've been living in India. And uh, it's been great. You know, on, on average, which can I win? You know, say I, I was in a, in a yeah, tournament. So one tournament, it depends on each game. Yeah. But, and depends on the format of the game. So example, we host uh, Call of Duty Mobile quite often, around twice a day. And uh, it depends on the format. If we're doing a Battle Royale, where we have 100 players and it's the last one standing, yeah. that can get over within one hour. But then if you have a multiplayer game where you have a, you know, a different format, then that can go on for three to four hours. Every month, our prize pool is increasing and uh, we're giving out about currently now £3,000 a month. Mm-hmm. And that's spread across all our games. We have about, uh, uh, on average, 10 games a day. But each game has its own uh, dedicated prize pool. Okay, cool. And you mentioned streaming before. I mean, that, that's absolutely huge. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on streaming? Seems, seems everyone's streaming stuff these days. <laughs> yes, definitely. I think it's a great thing. It's very engaging to the users. Mm-hmm. Everyone enjoys, uh, you know, stream, uh, watching streams, especially when we're hosting a tournament. If they lose, then, uh, they can, uh, you know, uh, continue watching the match. They enjoy it. It's a great term of engagement for the users and it's easy content to create. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, how do you deal with like upset customers? Then do you get like angry, angry players? <laughs> yeah, that definitely happens. We've had uh, all kinds of customers. Uh, you know, initially as well. I remember uh, we have a system. Uh, we used to have one player we used to uh, who we used to contact. You know, when his match was there, if he's checked in. Mm. So his mom used to pick up and be like, you know, he has an exam tomorrow. Please uh, don't pick up. That kid, he ended up uh, winning. I think close to. Uh, 20,000 rupees. After that, his mom used to ensure that whenever the tournament was there, like she picked up next and she's like, yes, yes, I'll go call him immediately <laughs> to ensure that he would play for his tournament. Unbelievable. Um, actually, um, what, what, is, what, what do you feel is the most important characteristic, characteristic then to be a successful esports player? Dedication and passion towards the game. So, because if you're not uh, passionate about the game, it's going to be incredibly tough. You have to spend at least eight hours a day 
training as you would for any other athlete, uh, you know, how any other athlete would for any other sport. Yeah. It's the same amount of de- dedication. But would you, you, know, would you, you suggest do, playing one game or a, a, a range of games then? I would suggest uh, playing one game, but it depends if the game, you know, what type of game, like, is it you may uh, if it's a shooting game it might be similar to another shooting game yeah so you could you know vary your range of skills across different games but i would say pick one game and stick to that mm. the other one should be because you're passionate about the games but um, when you're trying to do it professionally you should pick one game pick and one decide game. to stick to that yeah, yeah. Pick, pick one game stick to it and you mentioned respectability uh which you know it is around the western western countries when do you think it will be respectable in india then you know, similar to a doctor or an engineer it'll get there i think uh now covid has definitely accelerated esports by two to three years and i think uh, parents are starting to realize okay if there is a way for uh, kids to start earning from being at their home uh, playing games why not you know as opposed to going outside and now you know being exposed you'd rather be ensure that your child is in, indoors and learning mm-hmm. so i think people are going to start that's going to be one doorway but there's a lot of other uh, factors that are involved in this but i think with time this is the decade that parents in india are going to realize that this is a lucrative career option for gamers mm-hmm. uh, on, on average how, how long does a career last then a career so i would say it can start from 15 and it can uh, get all the way up to 30 32 years old i know people who are up to 33 34 who are even playing what's the best bit about esports then for you uh there's a lot of it i enjoy the games i enjoy the strategies i enjoy seeing how people bring a different you know item to the table each time in each game mm. a different skill set mm. so there's a lot of different uh, it's really interesting to watch and be and create and for me the exciting thing is that i'm able to organize these matches so that everyone gets to enjoy them we're building a very a, a community that we hope will be the future community and le- pave the way towards creating a career way for gamers yeah. ahead. What, what, what are you like as a gamer then what's your game i, I need to put in more time <laughs> definitely i don't have that right now to put in uh, otherwise I would if I could but I enjoy gaming okay. especially with my friends and after I'm done with the work and stuff are you, are you like an Xbox guy or a Playstation guy I'm a Playstation guy oh, okay cool cool and when it, when it comes to mobile platforms are you Apple or Google uh, I use both mm-hmm. for work uh, but I prefer the software the iOS of Apple oh, okay cool Excellent. Do, you, do you think that um, these esports be could potentially be more popular than traditional sports, you think? Definitely. Yeah. It definitely is going to be. Just growing, because I think the new generation of gamers, I think they're more inclined. In terms of viewership, mm. I'm sure if it's not already taken apart, uh, overcrossed its uh, current sports uh, counterparts, it definitely will in the coming decade in terms of viewership. Yeah, yeah. Did you think you'll be like in the Olympic Games and you think people will be like winning gold medals for like, you know, FIFA or whatever? or for- I think it'll start definitely with, yeah, I definitely see it. I think... I think, you know, the Olympics are going to have to realize that uh, the viewership is going to soon reach hundreds of millions of viewers, if not already. Mm. And it's important to get those many eyeballs as well in the future. And there is a lot of skill. There's a lot of strategy that goes into all of these games, especially if you look at Dota. Dota 2, like, I would say those are the games that are most likely to start in the Olympics and then go forward and diversify to the other games as well. Yeah, yeah. What about cheating, though? You know, for, for example, if I create an account, I probably could get someone else to play my games for me, perhaps. I don't know. Uh, you could, but there are a lot of ways. Soon, when you're, when you're live streaming, people are going to come to know, you know, yeah. uh, how, if someone else is playing. So I think there are a few ways that people can overcome those obstacles. And like any other sport, 
uh, esports is online so luckily you'll be able to you know through online uh, practices be able to control and monitor there was a formula 1 driver who got someone else to play his game <laughs> Yeah, so I mean that's going to happen right now. So definitely, esports will uh, come up with these solutions and uh, in time, and they will ensure that uh, you know the legitimacy of it uh, prevails. Yeah, he actually got sacked as well, isn't it? I thought it was a bit harsh, actually, myself. <laughs> Don't do the crime. <laughs> okay. Uh, in terms of the esports team, then you know, let's say I wanted to start my own esports team, how, how would I do that? Find good partners that you can communicate with to ensure that uh, you're able to play with and that they're able to dedicate as much time as you mm-hmm. and that they're as passionate as you are. Mm-hmm. That would be the first step. Once you have a good team in place, the rest will fall into place. You have to, you'll take part in online tournaments. And if you have a good uh, relationship with the rest of your teammates, then you should be winning your tournaments or uh, reaching top ranks. Mm-hmm. Mm. Who, who are the best teams? What, who are the best teams in India then? So we have multiple, and right now we're seeing every month uh, on our leaderboards as well. Like that's changing, yeah. Especially in different games. Uh, so I would say we have a Ludo leaderboard, and Ludo we have uh, every month a new player. In Call of Duty, there are a few regular teams uh, players that have won consecutively. Are, are you a first-time entrepreneur? So no, I've actually uh, had a few other uh, pr- uh, businesses that I've started, yeah. uh, other tech startups. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, we try to launch it. There were a few issues with the tech, and we overcome that those. But then uh, we realized, you know, maybe the market wasn't right or something. So we've looked at. I've looked at a few other app, apps as well before IGL. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think each time was a great learning experience, where which has put me and in, into great use over here. Yeah. What would you say is the you know, the, the the key takeaway from your other entrepreneurial activities? You have to move fast, definitely. Uh, it's better to not uh, get you know to launch first and get the feedback from the user and then implement that rather than perfecting your product. It, it seems like you've, you you're know, seeking out challenges. I mean, there's a lot I really would like to get out there, you know, and mm. uh, we have really a lot of, not that much time out there. So I want to ensure that I'm able to like leave my mark, you know, on whatever I can. Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 so, what, was, what would success look, look like to you then? For me, it would be probably if we, you know, get a unicorn valuation. Uh, in, in terms of like, the future of esports then, what would the future look like then? In say t- ten years time, twenty years time, perhaps. I think uh, with new uh, technologies, I think virtual reality could have a great uh, role to play in the coming decade. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's still in its nascency, and uh, but definitely it uh, has a lot of scope. I think in the uh, towards the end of the coming decade. What advice would you give to gamers then who want to be professional, full time professional? I would say first you have to you have to have the mindset. You have to ensure that this is what you want to do. You can't look at it half headedly. Whether should I, should I not? Once you make the right decision that you are going to do it, then you should stick to it and you know ensure you put in the amount of hours and the dedication to it. So once you've done that, then you go about finding the right teammates and then taking part in these tournaments immense uh online and you know uh, proving yourself that uh, you have you're able to mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in terms of parents then uh they probably may be concerned that you know kids are spent spending too much time playing the games should, should, should they be worried do you think uh no i think parents are uh, soon going to realize right now before covid they had they kept on saying maybe go out play outside but right now because of covid they had no choice but to say you know, okay, you can play your game. We, they don't have any other option. In terms of Fortnite, why was Fortnite so massive? Why did it take off? Fortnite, I think they've, uh, their game, they keep on evolving it and uh, putting out these updates, you know, so it doesn't get repetitive. They keep on changing it up. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's been a key part of its success. You know, it's not just stuck to its original audience. It's changed it up. It's tried to bring on new people. And it's engaged, you know, all types of users throughout. In terms of uh, women, uh, in terms of the e- the esports, is, is, is it still rare or is it? No. Oh, so, yeah. like, our player of the month from March was a girl. She she took down and beat all the other guys who are, like, some of them in professional teams for Call of Duty. And she played other games as well on our platform. So, she was uh, really good. I think it's definitely rising. Mm-hmm. I would still say there's a high uh, difference in the ratios, mm-hmm. but uh, it's getting there. And I think we're going to be seeing a lot more female gamers in the coming decade. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Um, yeah. Um, and you said your hobbies are DJing. Uh, any, do you like reading books? Any books you want to recommend? Or I use. I've read a lot of autobiographies. Uh, autobiographies. Yeah. I've read uh, Branson's, Elon's, Steve Jobs's. Uh, that was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Reading, uh, you know, autobiographies, and I read Zero to One, Peter Thiel's book. Mm-hmm. So all of these. Uh, Ray Dalio's. I think reading has really opened up my perspective to a lot of. Uh, you know, decisions that uh, helping and decisions, strategic decisions that you would make yeah. on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, you, yeah, you mentioned Steve Jobs. Um, you know, some people would say he was a bit of a bully. <laughs> what would you say? I would say if you're really passionate about your idea and other people are against it, maybe, you know, you fight for your idea no matter what. And for some people, it might come across as bullying. But for others, it's, you know, and sh- pushing your idea out to the universe. It's not always right. It's not always right, maybe, but uh, I think, you know, it's basically pushing your idea. And if you're that passionate about it. Um, yeah, last question then. For, for people who want more information on the Indian Gaming League, uh, what must they do? Uh, they can sign up on iglnetwork.com or they can check out our Instagram, IGL Network. And they can, once you're up you, uh, on our website, you can sign up or download our app, iOS or Android. Awesome. Yash, thank you for coming on the Indian Startup Show today. Thank you, Neil, for having me and great talking to you. Awesome stuff. Thank you now. Bye. Thanks to Yash for coming on the show today. And for more information, go to www.iglnetwork.com. Thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. And I shall be back next week. And if you're building something exciting, please send me an email. Hello at neilpatel.co or tweet at Indian Startup SH or go to facebook.com forward slash Indian Startup Show. Love to get. Thank you and goodbye.